Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Another week of Believe in Ohio State football. Great to have you back. Is spring practice is in full swing right now for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And that's what we're going to talk about this week on Believe in Ohio State football. We've got some tough injuries already in spring practice. Guys that are going to be out for the entirety of the spring. We've got some position changes. We've got freshmen losing their black stripes. If you're not familiar with what that is or what that means... I will inform you later on in the episode, and we've also got some some new looks for Ohio State's defense. We've got some rumors surrounding what Ohio State might line up like, what they might look like in their base defense in the fall, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we've got some updates on the quarterback battle, as now we've had some practices that are open to the media as it relates to spring football, so we've gotten a, a little bit of a look at what the quarterback race looks like right now, so we're going to get to that. And this week, I want to finish up with some more Justin Fields talk. I know I talked about it last week, but then Dan Orlovsky went off and ran his mouth this week, uh, or last week, I really should say, about Justin Fields and his work ethic. So I'm going to share my thoughts on that, what I think about the whole situation uh, to finish up this week's podcast. But before we do anything, as always, we've got to talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. I mean, Major League Baseball in full swing right now. Um, you know, last summer when I was talking to you guys, I was uh, always high on my White Sox. I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. Um, I'm still high on my Chicago White Sox. They're one of the favorites in baseball this season. They haven't had a great start this year, but they've been pounding lefties, which they always do. They have 17 consecutive wins against lefties. So I have been heading to bet online and wagering whenever Ohio or whenever the White Sox are facing off against lefties. And I've been doing quite well to start the season. And of course, it's Masters Week. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And the Masters is here, like I said. Bet online has you covered for all the news, all the scores, all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So if you have a golfer or a couple golfers in mind, 
Let's get after it. Head to Bet Online and put in some Masters bets. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a lot of money. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. While I love talking about Bet Online, I much prefer to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes and what's going on in the football program. And like I said, this week it's going to be all about Ohio State spring practice. And let's start off with some tough injury news. Starting cornerback Seven Banks, yes, you remember Seven Banks, who started opposite Sean Wade last season. He's going to miss the remainder of spring camp. He's apparently nursing a knee injury that's still hampering, uh, hampering him from last season. So. Uh, It's a tough little run there for Seven Banks. Obviously, you know, he's a guy that's uh, stepping into his second year as a starter. That tends to be when these cornerbacks, when these DBs, when really anybody at Ohio State seems to make their real big leap from their first year as a starter to their second. So that's a little bit of tough news there for Seven Banks. It cuts into his development. It cuts into his time on the field. It cuts into his practice time. All that sort of thing. But does it really, really worry me? No, because a lot of times when guys are missing spring football, it's precautionary. They just want to have them ready for fall camp because that's when it really matters. That's the nitty-gritty. That's when it's time to really, really get ready to go. But it does stink, but like I said, not too worried about it because if it was a major, major injury, they would tell us, and there would be much more uh, much more somber words, somber thoughts, much more sadness surrounding the Seven Banks injury. But that's not the case He's just going to be out for the spring. But we've got another injury, and this one is a little bit tougher. Junior wide receiver Cameron Babb is going to be out for the spring with an undisclosed injury, which, you know, when they're not telling you what it is, that's uh, when your kind of antennas go up and you're a little bit more nervous about things. But it's really tough news for Babb, like I said, because he's already suffered three ACL tears since his senior year of high school. He's barely seen seen the field at Ohio State. He's a former four-star wide receiver prospect. He was finally able to get on the field for all eight of the Buckeyes games last fall. But uh, it's tough. Like I said, we don't know what the injury is. It's undisclosed. But for a guy that's had so many knee injuries already in his career, uh, you know, it it just makes you think the worst. And you really feel for a guy like Cameron Babb. I hope that he's going to be okay. I hope that like Seven Banks injury, it's just something that's going to keep him out for the spring and have him ready to go in the fall. Um, but if that's not the case and, and he's not ready to go and he's going to miss more time, that's just really, really unlucky. And, uh, it's really sad for Cameron Babb. It's tough. I, I hate the news for the guy. I hate to, to have to see him off the field even more than he already has been in his Ohio state career, but that's football, isn't it? That's just the nature of the beast in football. You're playing a rough game. You're playing a game where you're, you're cutting side to side. You're getting hit hard. A lot can go wrong. A lot can go wrong when you're playing football. And unfortunately, it has for Cameron Babb. That's just uh, the way the cookie has crumbled for him. But we wish him the best in his recovery, and we hope to see him on the field for the Buckeyes this fall. Uh, I mentioned a couple of position changes. Well, here they are. Former four-star wide receiver prospect G. Scott is doing some work at tight end this spring, and Ryan Day wants everybody to know he's not forcing these guys into position changes. This is these players showing some maturity coming to the coaching staff themselves and saying, hey, I think I could be good at this. I could see myself doing this in the future. I think this is going to get me on the field. And I think, you know, I could uh, see myself doing this in the National Football League. I think this could get me to the National Football League. So G. Scott, I mean, he was a highly rated wide receiver, obviously, out of the state of Washington. 
Um, you know, he's a member of Ohio State's recruiting class last year, so he was a freshman last season. Didn't see a whole lot of te- whole lot of time, excuse me, on the field at wide receiver. So he said, "Hey, you know what? Ohio State's wide receiver room is packed this year. There is a lot of talent in there, and it's not to say I'm a bad wide receiver, but I see what's coming in. We have five star after five star, and you know, I'm a four star." Whereas you look at Ohio State's tight end room, there was a lot of turnover with what happened uh, this past season. You know, you know what? Uh, Jeremy Ruckert is really the only guy with any sort of experience back in that tight end room at Ohio State. So G. Scott says, hey, maybe there's an opportunity there for me. I'm going to see how it works out this spring. And uh, I'm eager to see what happens for G. Scott. He's obviously a very, very talented athlete. Um, you know, if anybody could do it, it's going to be a big bodied wide receiver switching to tight end. And G. Scott is exactly that. He's six foot three, 215 pounds, so he's got the size. So he'll clearly need to add a little bit more weight to him. Want to get up to at least 225, 230 uh, if, if he plans on playing tight end and blocking in line at Ohio State. But that's another thing. He, he doesn't just want to be a receiver. He wants to get with Kevin Wilson, who coaches the tight ends at Ohio State, and uh, he wants to learn to block, and he thinks he can become a good blocker. So we will see. We'll see if this is a permanent thing after this season. Because like I said, right now, Ohio State's wide receiver room is super crowded with Chris Olave coming back and obviously Garrett Wilson being there too. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But if Scott is able to get on the field at tight end this year and he's able to succeed and play well, then I could see this kind of sticking. But, you know, if it doesn't really happen for him, if it doesn't really stick, then I could definitely see a switch back to wide receiver on the horizon for him as long as Ohio State's wide receiver room opens up a little bit, a little bit more excuse me, um, in the future. Continuing with our position changes, Demario McCall. This one was one that really kind of excited me. It's one that surprised me. But Demario McCall, you know this guy. He's been around the Ohio State football program for what feels like forever. He's seen time at running back. He's seen time in the slot at H-back. We've seen him return kicks at Ohio State. But he, just like G. Scott, went to the Ohio State coaching staff and said, hey, I think I want to switch positions. And you may be thinking to yourself, where he's tried pretty much everything on offense. He's tried everything on special teams. Where could Demario McCall possibly play? Well, he wants to switch to the other side of the ball. He wants to play DB at Ohio State. He's been practicing with the defensive backs uh, at Ohio State during the spring. And apparently he looks pretty good. You know, Demario McCall is obviously a fantastic, fantastic athlete. He's a guy that can run. He's a guy that's shifty. Well, that certainly plays in the defensive backfield. And uh, by all accounts that I've heard so far, like I said a little bit earlier, there have only been a couple open practices at Ohio State. But by all accounts, he apparently looks pretty good at DB. And, you know, he's later in his Ohio State career, so you got to imagine that He's doing this with the the thought that he has the ability to do it and that he could potentially get on the field at Ohio State this season and doing it. So that kind of tells you the confidence that Demario McCall has, the type of athlete that Demario McCall is. And uh, I'm excited for this. Like I said, I I am very eager to see what happens for Demario McCall. I would not be surprised whatsoever if he were able to get into the rotation. I think he's that type of athlete. Um You know, I think the coaches are comfortable with him. They're familiar with him, obviously, from him being with Ohio State for so long now. So we will see what happens for Demario McCall uh, switching over to defense and playing DB. Hopefully it works out for him because that could be a great add, another great athlete uh, on that back end defensively for Ohio State. 
Now I want to talk about some freshmen because it's a, a tradition every single spring, every single fall, when the freshmen come in, they lose their black stripes. And what that means is, you know, you know the classic stripe down the middle of Ohio State's helmet. Well, when the freshmen come in, theirs is black. They have not earned that, you know, red, white, or I really should say scarlet, white, and black accented stripe that goes right down the middle of the Ohio State silver helmet. It's a black one for all the freshmen. And that's so everybody knows who you are. They know you're a freshman and you haven't earned that Buckeye stripe yet. Well, when you get your black stripe removed, that means you are officially a Buckeye, a member of the football team, part of the brotherhood, as they say. So that's what, you know, removing the black stripe is all about. So we've got three Buckeyes that have lost their black stripes. The first one isn't a true freshman. It's redshirt freshman defensive tackle Jacoby Cowan. He was the first to lose his black stripe. And, you know, he's not a true freshman. Like I said, he's a redshirt freshman. But he missed essentially all of last season, even practice, uh, dealing with an undisclosed injury. He was a four-star recruit at defensive tackle out of the state of North Carolina. So he's a guy that can obviously play big bodies, about six foot four, 285 pounds. Um, so he's a good athlete, but everybody forgot about this guy because he was hurt last year, but not anymore because he has lost his black stripe. He's officially a part of the Ohio State football team. So uh, we'll see what happens for Jacoby Cowan, but you know, mark that down in the record books. The first guy to lose his black stripe for the 2021 season is Jacoby Cowan. But like I said, he's a redshirt freshman. We have two true freshmen that have already lost the black stripes. Marvin Harrison Jr., Yes, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's, uh, you know, the second or third best wide receiver uh, that's coming in to Ohio State in this recruiting class. You know, I don't know what people's expectations for Marvin Harrison Jr. are, but mine are certainly higher now based off of what I'm hearing out of Ohio State's spring camp because apparently Marvin Harrison Jr. looks excellent. He became the first true freshman to lose his black stripe. That happened for him on Tuesday, I believe. We're recording this on Wednesday, so I believe it happened for him on Tuesday. And like I said, he apparently looks very, very good in spring ball. Uh, I've read some quotes. I've heard some coaches talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. He's out early. He stays late. They say, you know, you're not going to find true freshmen that are doing that very often, you know, out ahead of, of 6 a.m. workouts catching balls during the winter. That's the type of player that Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr. has been here uh, in his brief career at Ohio State. And now in losing his black stripe, he's officially uh, a Buckeye. He's officially a part of the program. So congratulations to Marvin Harrison Jr. for becoming the first true freshman to lose his black stripe in 2021. Now, Jack Sawyer was not far behind him. Of course, Jack Sawyer, everybody knows this guy's name. He was Ohio State's top-rated recruit in this year's class. You know, one of the top defensive ends, um, you know, by, by, some, uh, by some outlets, I, I should say, was the best defensive end in this year's recruiting class, but he looks the part from everything I have heard out of uh, the Woody Hayes Athletic Facility there. Um, he looks the part. He is the real deal at defensive end for Ohio State, and because of that, he has lost his black stripe as a true freshman as well. So, like I said, congratulations to Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr. Also, congratulations to Jack Sawyer for losing his black stripe as well. And keep an eye on this guy because he could be competing for playing time right away on that defensive line for Ohio State. Jack Sawyer is one to watch. He uh, he is going to be a very, very good Buckeye 
Um, at least so we think at this point going forward. But the black stripe removal early on in spring ball definitely backs that up. Now, the last thing I want to tell you before we introduce a new sponsor this week on Believe in Ohio State Football is about how this defense looks, because I hinted at it when we started things off. There might be a little bit of a change in terms of the base defense for Ohio State, because right now in spring football, Ohio State is working primarily out of a a nickel look in their base defense. That means five defensive backs on the field with only two linebackers, you know, Historically, we've seen the two cornerbacks, two safeties, It's uh, sometimes one high safety at Ohio State with three linebackers, but um, it looks like things might be changing now, and it might be changing just because of, you know, the, the better pass offenses that exist now, not just in, in college football, but more and more so in the Big Ten Conference. You know, the nickel with five DBs on the field is more of a, a pass-friendly defense in terms of defending the pass. Um And, you know, the thinking behind this is Ohio State's had a very, very stout run defense for the past couple of seasons. So let's see if they can keep up that stout run defense while also adding a defensive back into that backfield to be better against the pass. Because obviously that was Ohio State's biggest weakness last season on defense. They struggled to defend the pass. The DBs struggled. It's it's no secret. So they're trying to right the ship this season, change the look, and Ohio State is working on a base nickel defense right now in spring camp. So that could be a major, major change um, when the fall season rolls around. I just want to say also, I'm recording right now um, in a very, very bright room. I've got you know light streaming in the windows, and it's really nice because the weather in Columbus right now is beautiful. But it's a little bit blinding, and I could use some sunglasses right now. And, you know, I've gone through so many pairs of sunglasses recently and really throughout my life in general. Um, It's just hard for me to hold on to a pair of sunglasses. They're easy to lose. They're easy to break. You know, especially with somebody like me, I'm always on the go. So losing them, breaking them is easy. But, you know, I could use some new sunglasses right now. And I've heard about this new company, Kanan, that's uh, a great place to find sunglasses. And it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan as well. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So there you go. I mean, you've got some excellent lenses and you've got some excellent cra- excellent frames rather that uh, like I said are impossible to scratch isn't that really nice as well think about sunglasses you, you get a nice pair and they've got those little tiny scratch marks on them and you're like ah I don't know are people going to notice these well you don't have to worry about that with Canaan sunglasses because they've got that Italian handcrafted frame impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. All right, so a big thank you to our new sponsors over at Canaan. Make sure to check them out, get some sunglasses. I certainly have already checked them out. A lot of nice pairs over there. They're really good looking, um, you know, good value as well. And, and like I said, I think that no scratch deal is uh, really, really nice as well. But back to the Ohio State football program and back to spring practice because I've got one more note about the spring before I talk about Justin Fields again. Why do I have to keep talking about Justin Fields and defending Justin Fields? But 
As it relates to quarterbacks, I guess that's a somewhat of a transition there. Justin Fields is a quarterback, right? The guys that are fighting to replace Justin Fields, we've kind of got a look into that battle now with a couple of open spring practices. Remember, this is a three-way battle between C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller, sophomores at Ohio State, and a true freshman in Kyle McCord. Well, they're each getting equal reps right now, so it's hard to say, you know, if anybody has a leg up. But what we do know is C.J. Stroud is getting the first look. You know, he's throwing first in the throwing order. But he, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord all getting equal reps right now. So we're still clearly early on in this quarterback battle. Um, And by all accounts, all three guys look pretty good. You know, I saw a couple of notes about red zone drills at Ohio State. Kyle McCord had the best results in the red zone drills. I don't know if that surprises anybody listening out there. Um, It doesn't surprise me because I've talked about Kyle McCord a couple of times on this podcast and said I would not be surprised if he were to be Ohio State's starting quarterback. But, you know, I I think everybody expected C.J. Stroud to be getting the first reps because he was the guy we saw primarily as Justin Fields' backup last season. I know Jack Miller was first in early in the season, but when it got later on in the year and Justin Fields had to come out for a play here or there, it was C.J. Stroud that was coming in. So that obviously gives him a leg up. I think, you know, everybody knew that he would be the guy probably getting the first look, but we're still not quite sure how far behind C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord are, or even if they are behind C.J. Stroud at all. You know, I've said it all along. We're going to know when it comes to Ohio State's spring game. I believe April 17th is the day that we've all got to be looking forward to for Ohio State's spring game. That's when we're really going to get kind of an idea of who has the leg up in the quarterback battle at Ohio State because that's that's just the way it works. You know, one team kind of has the second team offense and the first team defense. The other team has the first team offense and the second team defense. So that is when we are going to know. But I'm really, really interested, you know, to see where Kyle McCord falls in this pecking order because, you know, I think it's probably safe to say, and I don't want to speculate, but I think it's probably safe to say at least one of these guys is going to be transferring, especially with Quinn Ewers coming in next season. He's the number one recruit in the nation, not just at quarterback, but overall. And that's the type of guy that can start as a true freshman right away. So we'll see what happens here in the quarterback battle at Ohio State. Um, you know, in, in my eyes, C.J. Stroud still probably has the upper hand right now, but a lot could change. We've got a lot of practices. We've got game situations with the spring game coming up later this month. So that is when we will really know. But I'm eager to see where Kyle McCord falls in this pecking order, like I said, because I think that's going to determine, you know, who's going to transfer, you know, how the rest of this quarterback battle may play out. But I'm going to leave it at that for the quarterback battle this week. And now I've got to talk about Justin Fields. Because, every I mean, everybody's heard about what's been said about Justin Fields in the last week, right? It's not a surprise. You know, last time I talked to you, it was after Ohio State's Pro Day, and Justin Fields lit it up. And that was after everybody was doubting Justin Fields, saying, you know, he can't, you know, he he can't make it beyond the first read as a quarterback. Well, you know, that's a blatant lie because pro football focus, I saw a number this past week, uh, Justin Fields had the, the first or second highest passer rating in the nation on pass, <clears throat> on passes, excuse me, past the second read, I believe. So, you know, he's completing third and fourth read passes. Um, So that's just a blatant lie. You know, there are things, you know, everybody's caught up on Justin Fields having bad games this season, um, you know, against Northwestern, against Indiana. But 
everybody seems to forget what he did in Ohio State's biggest game to the season at that point against Clemson. And, you know, I, I thought Justin Fields has handled everything really well. Um, I think he proved to everybody what he's capable of and the type of quarterback he was at his pro day. I think he probably looked better than most of the quarterbacks in this draft class that are rated higher than him right now at his pro day. As it stands right now, Justin Fields will still likely go in the top 10, but it looks like it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, then Mac Jones going three to the 49ers. So that's a little bit new of a development. And then this past week, we have Dan Orlovsky of ESPN coming out with with a report. You know, he's not a journalist. So this is kind of the hard thing about this because everybody, when he says this, everybody's like, hey, you've got to be careful, man. You're, you're, report, you're a reporter. You're reporting news. Well, no, he's an opinion maker, so he can state his opinion. But where he got into trouble with this is Dan Orlovsky said, I have heard multiple reports meaning he's heard from front offices, from decision makers, coaches, anybody, that Justin Fields has a bad work ethic and that he's lazy. I mean, where does that come from? Justin Fields is the only reason that the Big Ten had a season this year. He was fighting harder than anybody. Justin Fields took a the crown of a helmet in the Clemson game to his ribs. He could have said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to be an NFL quarterback. I don't need to come back came back in the game and won the game for Ohio State and had one of the greatest performances ever in the college football playoff. I mean, Justin Fields and Lazy have never gone together in my mind or anybody's mind at Ohio State as, as far as I know. Dan Orlovsky coming out with reports. Reports? Where, where are you hearing this, Dan? Be careful with your language, man. You gotta be careful with what you're saying, right? Gotta be careful with what you're saying. I've heard multiple reports. Well, that makes it seem like, oh, there's that. this is a rumor around the NFL. There's a rumor around the NFL that Justin Fields is lazy. It's a bad work ethic. Well, since Orlovsky has tried to correct himself by saying, you know, I- I've really talked to just a couple people, some coaches maybe have some concerns. They've told me that. Maybe it's one person. Maybe he exaggerated a little bit. You can't do that when you're messing around this time of year. You cannot do that to these kids. I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit biased because, you know, I'm talking about Ohio State and they're the team that I watch every week. But if it's Trevor Lawrence and somebody says Trevor Lawrence is lazy, is Dabo Swinney just going to take that and say, not say anything? Is the Clemson fan base going to take that and not say anything? I mean, that's just reckless, right? You're endangering his career. You're costing him dollars. Because you were an opinion maker, right, Dan Orlovsky? That starts a narrative. People are talking about that. You know, as smart as NFL teams are in some cases, they're also dumb. You know, when the media reports something about players, whether it's true or not, you know, rumors start to swirl and, you know, you become a little bit more hesitant. You're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And you'd hope these teams are actually doing their due diligence, but... I've said it often, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. The Bears clearly don't do their due diligence when it comes to drafting quarterbacks. They have no idea what's going on. So a team like the Chicago Bears that's drafting 20th, and I'm just using this as as an example, you know, I don't know if they've met with Justin Fields or if they've had good conversations with Justin Fields, if they have met with him, but do I trust Ryan Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to do their due diligence on Justin Fields after reports are coming out that He's lazy. He has a bad work ethic. Absolutely not. 
For God's sakes, I know these guys weren't in charge at the time, but the Chicago Bears didn't even meet with Deshaun Watson when he was being drafted. You know, I know there's a lot going on around Deshaun Watson outside of that. I just mean the player he is on the field. They didn't even meet with the guy. He was the guy who won the national championship that season. I mean, Jesus. But it's just reckless. I mean, getting back to Dan Orlovsky, it's like, what are you doing, Dan? What are you doing? This guy... It's just hard for me, and I don't want to beat up on Dan Orlovsky or anything, but it's like, who are you to even say this? He was an awful NFL quarterback. Terrible. Stepped out of the back of the end zone on a play. on per- or Not on purpose. On accident. I just think it's reckless. I-, I hate to see this happening to Justin Fields. Like, why does he have to keep dealing with this stuff? Why does Justin Fields have to keep dealing with this stuff? And all I want for Justin Fields now is for him to go somewhere good, and prove everybody wrong. To be completely honest with you, it's like I didn't care really what happened to Justin Fields after this year's draft. That's kind of how I am. I root for these guys when they're at Ohio State. I like to see them do well in the pros, but if it doesn't work out, it's not like I'm sad or I'm angry. You know, Dwayne Haskins has pretty much botched his career. It's not like I'm sad about it or angry about it. I'm more like, Dwayne, what the heck are you doing, man? For Justin Fields now, though, I'm rooting for Justin Fields to prove everybody wrong. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? This is ridiculous. Justin Fields is one of the greatest quarterbacks Ohio State's ever had. Maybe the best. He's the highest rated recruit after transferring in that Ohio State has ever had. You know, if Justin Fields was the quarterback at Clemson instead of Trevor Lawrence, or if he was the quarterback at Alabama ahead of Mac Jones, I was thinking about this. I mean, Mac Jones is only in this position because of how it, how it worked out with guys leaving ahead of him. You know, Tua left early to go to the draft. Jalen Jalen Hurts transferred. He may he might have never had this opportunity. He might have never had this opportunity if guys had stayed there. And then he's probably going undrafted or he's going to be a 6th, 7th round pick. Now he's going to go 3rd overall. Just imagine if Justin Fields had played at Alabama with the quarterbacks they've produced the past couple of seasons. Would he be going 1st overall? Maybe, maybe think about that. But, you know, Ohio State has struggled to produce good pro quarterbacks. Um, Their most recent pro quarterback does appear to have a bad work ethic, does appear to be lazy, and that's Dwayne Haskins. Maybe that's hurting Justin Fields, but that's unfair because they're not the same person. They are not the same person at all. They're not the same player. They're different players, different types of players. Justin Fields is better than Dwayne Haskins. It's as simple as that. But I just, you know, I don't want to, I know I've been talking about it for a while, but I don't, I just find it so ridiculous. Where are all these rumors coming from? They're just rumors. They're coming out of thin air. And it's hurting Justin Fields. It's costing him money. You know, it's it's putting him in different situations. And maybe it's better for Justin Fields. He's going to fall to a team that's better than some of these bad teams drafting in the top five or the top ten. You know? We will see what happens. I've seen a lot of rumors now about the Broncos being a, a potential destination for Justin Fields. That's a great situation. They have a lot of weapons on offense. They have a good defense. And if he was able to, or if he were to step right in and, and produce and look better than, you know, what they've had at quarterback, I know they've had, uh, you know, kind of a rotating door there between a few guys at quarterback in Denver. But if he was able to step in and, and be half decent, because none of those guys has even been any good, if he were able to step in and be half decent, 
The Broncos could make some noise. I think that's a great situation for Justin Fields, and I want to see him go somewhere and succeed because that's where I'm at right now. I am sick of people talking bad about Justin Fields, and Dan Orlovsky is just another one in line, and I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything more about Dan Orlovsky because I could say a lot about him and a lot of things that he says during broadcasts and, and stuff like that, but... Just going to leave it at that because Justin Fields deserves better. And I think he's going to prove, well, he's going to prove that. He's going to prove that he deserves better. He's going to prove that he is that guy. And I think he's going to prove everybody wrong in the National Football League. That's what we all want to see. And with that, we are done this week on Believe in Ohio State Football. As always, I want to say a thank you to our sponsors at Bet Online, the presenting sponsor of this podcast. It's not possible without what they do at BetOnline, so make sure to head to BetOnline.ag, um, get your free, get your 50% welcome bonus there, get some money down on Major League Baseball, the Masters this week, going to be a great sporting weekend, and also, big thank you to our new sponsor over at Canaan. If you're in the market for a pair of sunglasses as the summer comes around, starting to get hot, starting to get sunny, if you're in the market for some sunglasses, check out Canaan. So again, thank you to our sponsors, and as always, I gotta say, great big thank you to you. I would not be doing this podcast without you listening out there, so as always, thank you for joining me this week on Believe in Ohio State Football. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories, but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.